0: so high Three, two, one. Hello everyone and welcome back to The
1: Second Estate. As always, we are your hosts. I'm Sarah Bale. I'm Hannah Seymour and in today's episode we're discussing fans of Britney Spears calling the police to her house after she deleted Instagram, the online discourse around the diabetes medication Ozempic and finally Pamela Anderson's recent press run in the lead up to her new book and Netflix documentary, I'm also going to move to the left because I realize you usually like when I'm I over do to the like, left. Do. So I'm just going I like Hannah over against the wall. Yes. Uh for
0: editing purposes, not mm-hmm.
1: personal preference.
0: That's yep.
1: Um no how's how it going Sarah?
0: It's good. Um I realize we probably should have um uh like waited till that Pamela Anderson documentary actually came out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a bit of a <laughs> oversight. boo on our, our part. It comes out
1: a boo boo. It, it comes out, out like out today, right? Tomorrow, I believe. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh well. Australian Idol starting tonight back again and they're doing live shows. Yeah, Australian Idol's back and I'm actually really excited to watch it because yeah, they're doing
1: live TV. It's a very, very you thing to watch.
0: But don't, I'm just so excited about the prospect of like money back into live television. Right. I think it's great.
1: I mean, are there no other live shows? Big Brother.
0: No, nah, it's all pre recorded now.
1: Is Big Brother not live anymore? Don't it used they have to the live be shows? and that was the magic. Yeah. And not anymore. Maybe
0: they're too scared of having live shows anymore. No, it's a lot of money. Right. Uh, so do you think that's it's going to work? Idol, I hope so. Mm. Um, the obviously auditions are pre-recorded, like they always were. were but it, it'll be back, and I'm. Re- I think maybe there's even going to be the live finale at the Opera House, like they used to. Wow,
1: that was so epic! Yeah,
0: it was. <laughs> <laughs> it actually was. God, how yeah. epic that yeah. shit was! Like that's because wild. It was that great. Australian
1: Idol was that big, and yeah. they had the the fucking you know the finale at to the do Opera that. House. Like that's Mad. huge. Mad, it's big scale. Oh, Alfie's messing with the light. Um, that's big-scale production shit, It shit. Well, so. So, and
0: I like that. I like to see that. Absolutely. So, um, that's all I had to say. Love that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, Some other, things other little things to, to mention.
1: Now. Oh, my first year of the episode. Madonna's biopic was cancelled. Yeah. Which was obviously extremely disappointing. <laughs> lawsuits
0: out of the boot camp, do you reckon? What? Do you reckon there were lawsuits
1: out of the boot camp? Maybe. Well, I think there's lots of people now online saying... Release the tapes of the boot camp mm. because, as if people don't know, they had these like grueling boot camps which apparently, you know, um, Alexa Demi, um, Florence, BB Rexar, Florence, <laughs> BB <Bibi> Rexaf, <laughs> Florence, was Pugh. Rexha actually, in it, or did we make that up? No, BB Rexaf, oh, oh. she's every article you read, BB Rexaf, um, Alexa Demi, Florence Pugh, and what's the actual girl that got it? What's her name again? She's in Ozark, Oh, Julie Garner, Julie Garner, who got it. The all, poor BB. All of – BB's a good singer. Yeah, all no, for, but
0: she's, you know, she's always the bridesmaid, never the
1: bride. Yeah. Well, anyway, they were all going for – but they – the part of Madonna, but apparently they had, like, hours-long auditions with Madonna herself. It was like a boot Dancing camp. Dancing as well. So now mm. everyone's like, well, since the biopic is no longer happening, can we please have the tapes? Oh, that's all anyone um, wanted. Exactly. I want to see Alexa Demi, you know, like, gruelling for nine hours trying to – Get to Madonna anyway. Quite, that would have been a great reality show, just yeah. in and of Madonna itself. Hundred percent, mm. Madonna boot camp. There's the name, mm. making Madonna.
0: Yeah, making Madonna. That's really good.
1: Um, another thing, another honorable mention, is that yes. Austin Butler finally acknowledged that Vanessa Hudgens was the one who's who he was in a relationship with for ten years. She was the one that actually got him to play Elvis. It was not his friend. As he's oh, saying that's in right, interviews. yeah, yeah. I was like, what the fuck is this about? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah yes, yes, Which yeah. Which I really loved as a story. Yeah. Vanessa, because people would get really, Justice people were really annoyed because they were like, he d- he won't acknowledge that it was yeah. Vanessa Hudgens because he kept saying a friend. And then now he's He's kind of a little
0: weirdo, isn't he? He is. Although
1: when somebody posted something about how he couldn't get rid of the accent yeah. and Vanessa Hudgens commented on it being like crying, like being like, obviously like, fuck, that She finds funny. it funny, yeah. Yeah, but it's also like, then I saw his comments being like, babe, he's getting an Oscar and you're playing a princess for the fourth time in a row on a Netflix movie. I was like, um, she's kind of killing it.
0: Yeah, I quite enjoy her work in the Princess Protection sw-
1: Switch. Princess Protection Program was a Disney original movie that came out featuring Demi Lovato and Selena yeah, Gomez in the 2000s. Yeah. Whereas princess, the Princess Switch Sorry, that's it. switched again. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> switched to great. Switched again. That's Vanessa Hudgens yeah. for Netflix. It's great. Stuff. Um. And before another one, one oh, no, more thing. Sophie and Grace and Rosie, they didn't get married this week again. They didn't get married. <laughs> it was a joke. Oh. No.
0: I was just like <laughs> you about last week, like we were reporting on the the honourable mentions. Shout so out I was to like, well, wow, we really
1: like we. That's a bottom barrel story. No, it's not for me. Oh. <laughs> that's actually really important it's to top me. Top tier. Sophia Stop. Grace being pregnant, and having a baby shower. Like I. For some reason, I think I watched so many of their features on yeah. Ellen. Like, I don't know they why. Were but two kids, yeah. They were kids. They were. They feel like they were, like, a very prominent part of my Ellen viewing with Sophia, Grace yeah. and Rosie videos. So Who like, else,
0: like, was, like, a real Ellen mainstay? Um,
1: I think Justin Bieber was.
0: Yeah, JB. Uh, Taylor Swift, when she fell on uh, the in The, the, the bathroom. scare video. Yeah, yeah. She
1: did a lot of stuff with Ellen, though. Like, remember when she had a show? Mm. I think it might have been Speak Now. And Ellen yeah. did this whole bit. Like where she would went to the show and they it was right. quite funny. Yeah, they were quite funny together. their yeah. dynamic. Taylor. Oh, was Ellen big...
0: can be funny. I know she's apparently horrible, yeah. but she's she she's funny.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like um, hundred uh, percent.
0: No, I was <laughs> what, just what is, is you a, it? You
1: wanted Kylie Jenner's comeback?
0: Oh yeah. Well, this, this is, is like, like we just we got to stay stay vigilant, everybody. We're mm-hmm. calling it early, and Hannah wanted actually there to be recorded evidence of us calling it Correct. early, uh, because we think Kylie might be entering into another. Um, King Kylie esque era, perhaps it won't be King Kylie. It'd be God Kylie. We might graduate here to Mm -hmm. another one, but she just has been back in a big way. More sort of fashion moments, seen in public, more revealing the name of her kid and and the and the face of him, the son. What's his name? Air, but spelt in some funny way. I I don't think. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, Stormy and Air. Anyway, and then yeah, she posted. He's really cute. But like there's just, you know, there's some some stuff is happening. Moments. She's been a bit, a bit on TikTok a little bit more and so on and so forth. Actually, shout out to Ellie who listens to this podcast, Ellie Baston, because she like sent me being like, do, do we think like King Kylie is coming back? And I said, I'm very across this. I'm very much thinking the same thing. So mm-hmm. everybody just stay vigilant, like stay across this because this might be later in the year. I think we might be talking about Kylie in a
1: big way. Again. I actually think with Kylie, the, the, the only thing that she needs to do to become yeah. relevant again is to just, like, be more around. Online. Yeah. Like, and less yeah. polished online. I think the yeah. reason that she became, you know, I mean, obviously I think her having kids and becoming way more mm. polished mm. was probably the downturn of the King Kylie yeah. era. Whereas before that, she was on Snapchat heaps. like Her Snapchat stories. Whew. It was a lot more casual, felt yeah. off the cuff. She was yeah. young, she was going out, whereas she's yeah. kind of become a lot, a lot more reclusive. She has. She's got kids and Mm. she just doesn't really post in as much of an organic way, which is fair enough. Yeah. And Kylie Cosmetics, I think, has become... Not as big. Not as big. It's not as good. I think, can Kylie Cosmetics, get rid of Kylie Cosmetics, it's time for a new moment. Yeah, I
0: agree. And to
1: lean into the... the TikTok shit posting because her TikToks yeah. are always funny because they she's are quite funny. funny. Well, she
0: is funny, and that's yeah. why
1: people like Kylie because she's mm-hmm.
0: she's legitimately funny. Yeah, and North at the moment is really carrying that entire family yeah. online. Um, fucking hell.
1: Yeah. Even so I, I like this. I like
0: this prediction. Yeah. Um, so stay yeah. Stay tuned, everybody. Let's. Stay there could be big things coming. All right, shall we? Yeah. Okay, Uh, after a flurry of online fan theories, um, including one about Britney Britney Spears being dead um, and using a body double, uh, problems between Britney Spears and her fans came to a head when it was reported by TMZ that she was having a manic episode at a restaurant, to which Britney's response was to post a statement shaming the publication and then delete her Instagram entirely. Her fans then took it upon themselves to call the police to have a welfare check done on the singer, where Britney confirmed the police uh, on Twitter confirmed the police did show up to her gate before realizing nothing was wrong. She said that she felt like she was being gaslit and bullied and that she knows that her fans care about her, but they need to respect her privacy moving forward. We thought this is a very interesting development in the Britney fandom saga, considering how things went with the Free Britney movement. Um, I wanted to discuss that further today. Hannah, what are your thoughts on this latest development?
1: Well, I think it's interesting because I think that when, you know, the fans wanted uh, wanted Free Britney, yeah. uh, when it happened, I think, th- and we've, we have discussed this yeah. vaguely in the past year, but I think that people thought that, it would happen and she'd go back to being the old Britney, or something would switch and she'd just be fine. And I mean, I think she actually is fine, but I think that like they were palatable. Correct. Mm. They thought that she would, I think people really thought that the Instagram had something to do with the conservatorship. Mm. Not that that was just how she is. Yeah. And so it's one of those things where people don't seem to be able to accept that this might just be her thing. Yeah. Um, And also because I think since she's gotten out of the conservatorship, Mm. she does post way more nudes, way more, like so many nudes. Um, I don't even see her in
0: my algorithm anymore because I engage so little now. Yeah, Yeah. and she
1: posts a lot, Yeah, a lot. Yeah. Uh, But I think, you know, it's one of those things because in the past the Free Britney movement itself was was essentially at one point a conspiracy theory. Yes. There was a point when people, we even kind of doubted whether there was any sort of legitimacy to it. Um, So I guess that because of that there's sort of this – Level of belief within certain Britney fan communities that they, they believe if they dissect her behavior enough, they will get actual information yeah. or that there's always something bubbling under the surface. Yes. Yeah. Um, rather than accepting it at face value. So. Mm. Yeah, what do you think? No, I agree. I completely
0: agree with what you said. I think there's a few things that like really taps into like a couple of key elements of the human psyche here mm-hmm. or of, literally it's actually a great case study for fandom in general and observing right. people's behaviours within that s- social model, I suppose. To continue on like your point, I think a lot of these fans have found a community in, in caring about Britney's welfare right. in the Free Britney mu- movement and in order to like justify – the continued existence and like content output of that community, they have to continue the cycle of her being in some sort of traumatic situation Mm -hmm. to basically like, um, I don't know, buoy their their, community groups that they have created around a specific story. They don't have anything that keeps them in common except for Brit Britney.
1: Yeah, that's so true. That's all they have. And
0: like particularly the trauma narrative of Mm Britney. And they freed her and that's a great victory and whatever. But it's like I guess when an athlete wins like a premiership and then they're like, uh, now what?
1: What do we do now? Now, yeah. Yeah. And like I think
0: that that, there's no no other – you can't go ahead and win the final again. Like it's like you just have to go back and start from the start. So they have to go and divert their attention to someone else in a conservatorship. Or they need something wrong with Britney in order to like fuel that I don't know, desire and, and need to keep them connected to one another.
1: I think that's probably a... I think that's a very good point because I think for some people, the conservatorship was, what, 13 years? Yeah. But for some people, they would have been obsessing over that for years at this point.
0: Oh, and, and so while, films and sh- podcasts yeah. and shit about it. Yeah. So
1: while it's a joy mm. for them to have actually achieved mm. her freedom, that's a great point that once it's achieved, they can't just like go back to their life. Yeah. It's like they've dedicated so much time yeah. to this. yeah. 100%. Um, so I think like, I think also though her Instagram is a lot in many yeah. ways in terms of just like the, the, the type of content that she's putting out. But I, it's funny because I think I'm you, most people are able to kind of just go like, just let, Bryn, just <laughs> let her do her yeah, thing. Yeah. But there she's seems fine. to be this additional level of like one, there's people going, well, it can't be her posting it. Yeah. Even though it's what she was posting before. Yeah. And two, I think there's, obviously this le- this level of the fact that she is po- posting stuff and she doesn't look like she used to look yeah um i think she looks really good but she's in her 40s she's kind of she doesn't really give a fuck like no. she has you know she's got she's got the eye makeup yeah. and the like slightly bedraggled <laughs> hair and you know which but, like it's, it, it's she's a crazy ass bitch it doesn't matter but it's like but like it's I'm not even saying that in a bad
0: way no. like it just doesn't matter but it's also like, like when I
1: see the photos of her like nude in the in the fucking like bathtub yeah. or like her not having a top on rolling around on a boat like I love it yeah go, and go, go some off. people you can't be like yes queen this is demeaning behaviour I'm like I do think like we 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 let Kim Kardashian post whatever kind of revealing yeah. shit she wants because it's taken on really high quality cameras. There's perfect editing. Yeah, she makes sure there's not an inch of her body that looks out of place. Yeah. Whereas. Britney seems to take her f- videos and away. photos on a Nokia from 2005 <laughs> and directly upload it.
0: Like there's no yeah, editing. There's no, it's literally just like post from camera roll. Yeah, like, or yeah. if there's an
1: edit, it's on like some weird bootleg photo it's app on, editor um, from the oh oh iPhone fuck. one. What's the like, thing that everybody used to use? <laughs> Face <What's>, app?
0: <laughs> no, no, no. Um, like, oh, years ago, like, to edit, um like, MSN and MySpace photos, there was this, know. like, fuck, oh, my friend, I'll, I'll have to it ask people. It kind of looks
1: like she t- took some of them on Photo Booth. Like, no, honestly. it's, like,
0: Sepia <laughs> 100, you know what I mean? Remember when
1: he used to do that? But I think that the reason is because it's this woman who has lived a life and, like, yeah. looks like someone in in her 40s. Like, she, yeah. she's, you know, she's, she's not- beautiful and she looks great, yeah. but she doesn't look like... Where I think we're used to seeing people mm. post such, like, polished. polished and, like, edited to within an inch of their life yeah. photos and videos, a la Kim Kardashian, um, or younger women, women, maybe, that we have this level of, like, discomfort when we see someone who is actually just being like, fuck it. Yeah. It's like what you'd expect just an average... 40-something-year-old yeah. who's randomly decided to start posting whatever the fact they want. Like, it doesn't It doesn't yeah. come across as, like, someone who's really rich and, like... No, no, not you at all. And has a highly controlled public persona. Exactly. Yeah. Which is part of... Should be part of the it fun. It is part of the She's fun. the only famous person on Instagram actually treating Instagram the way that it was meant to it's be treated. True.
0: Freaks. And freaks are allowed to post, too.
1: Like, they are... <laughs> It's yeah. true though. And like
0: it doesn't, I'm not it, like it's great. Like it's freak in a positive what, sense. It's freak in a great, really positive sense. Like everybody's kind of a bit of a freak. Like Brittany's 100% just outwardly a fucking freak and go for it. Like, but she should and, and she's allowed to be.
1: She's, um, yeah, like it's just and I think what's annoying is it's literally like leave Brittany alone. Yeah. Let her post her little videos. Just let her go, guys. Let her do what she wants. Like, I mean, it's it's
0: it's funny, and I was this is another thing that I was thinking about, like, when I was thinking about how people's relationship to celebrity and but particularly in her case people are so carnal like in their need to be involved in the narrative particularly now that obviously they've like wet their appetite they've had a taste of being involved mm-hmm. in the narrative the free britney movement and i think like that's why like cancellation is very rife or like you know like people online will let like, make one misstep and everybody in the comments is just piling on because it's like they're now involved in this narrative that was previously inaccessible that like they were they were previously simply observers and now they're like oh. I have agency to change the story, like yeah, it's yeah, like a yeah. choose your own adventure, but yeah. for the fans. And yeah. so I think that that's why they're just so intensely involved with any post, any any paparazzi video, anything that seems like out of order. Because they're like, here is my chance. Like they're playing their own true cr- true crime podcast in this way of like my chance to get involved now. Like I and have, have a direct to line have, to Brittany. yeah, and, like and not even like in the way of like obviously she's never going to notice that one individual fan, but they can feel some sort of gratification that they didn't just sit and idly observe for like a large majority of their life they had involvement do you know what i mean and like i guess everybody's searching for like that in some way it's not necessarily like me excusing myself of that kind of behavior but it is true that i think a lot of time people want to leap on the opportunity to actually feel as if they're not just uh, an audience like they're also part of the story and i think that's kind of what Happens, or like, and what is happening here with them calling the fucking police and stuff? Like, they're like, we've noticed, we're inserting ourselves, like, right. you, you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, and I think,
1: I think, well, the other thing that these people did, allegedly, from what I read, is that they live streamed themselves calling the police, mm-hmm. um, and oh, then the go. police came out and have not confirmed or denied whether they actually yeah. went to Brittany's house, but Brittany said mm. that they came to her house and they went to the gate. Yeah, when they saw that everything was fine, they then um. Left. Yeah. And then she posted about that, I think, on Twitter. But what's so odd about that is it makes you kind of go, how are, are the police responding to people calling, random people yeah. calling them to Britney Spears' house? Yeah. Like, they must have said something
0: on the phone that made it actually seem it's legitimate. Alarming. Or maybe they got enough calls that they were like, okay, we'll check it out. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know how but it But it's still eerie yeah. that,
1: like, yeah, that I guess, cause, yeah, you're right, like, that they could, they've gotten a taste of having... Some level of influence or involvement over her life and her her future. Mm. But this, it is, it does make you feel even worse for her because it's just further violation of her. Wasn't the the whole point that she should be left alone to just live her life?
0: It's she. I sometimes doubt, and I don't think that this is like a, um, like active intention of a lot of people who are very involved in this, but I sometimes doubt whether or not people wanted to free her and whether they just wanted ownership over her. In some way, like, yeah. I, I, you know, like, and not again, not that that would be an active intention of her fans, but I do think that maybe they just sort of um, feel like not that, not that they're owed something, but maybe yeah. akin to that because I they've done that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, it's like now, now they want to continue to flex that muscle in a way. I, I don't know. That's. And she hasn't gone, come out
1: and gone, well, I'm going back on tour to thank yeah, you. Yeah. yeah. It's You know, you know she's yeah. actually gone, cool. Thanks. I'm going to just fuck off and live my own yeah. life and do exactly what yeah. I want to do. And there is probably, I think, I guess, in that sort of parasocial relationship where, but this is an even intensified version where we do Literally. feel that we are owed something from the people that we idolize. Yeah, and consume. Um, yeah, yeah, we want, yeah. like, even I think of like my relationship my personal relationship with Taylor Swift or whatever, but like I have a personal investment in when she's going to be next releasing a project, you know? Yeah, of course. And I'm not a huge Britney fan in terms of – I like Britney's music, but I'm not like uh, in the same way that I love Taylor Swift. Yeah. But there are people who are, and so I think for them there's this level of like – you're around. We want more music. Yeah. So I think we there's, need more of you. There's yeah. probably this feeling of, okay, I don't want to see the Instagram videos. I was hoping that when you, the conservatorship ended, you would go on tour again yeah. or release music or something.
0: Or do some sort of groveling but, service to us. Yeah. yeah but yeah. now that
1: she's actually just not even doing that, she's just mm. living her life, there's probably a sense of potential frustration there. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. And again, I reckon it's probably like subconscious. Yeah. But it exists. I agree. I think.
0: All right. Shall we, we move on?
1: Yep. Okay. So. If you have paid attention to online dialogue around weight loss and celebrity rate weight loss recently, particularly speculation around Kim and Khloe Kardashian's dramatic weight loss last year, then you've likely heard of the diabetes medication Ozempic. Uh, this drug, also known as semaglutide, is apparently now the main thing that celebr well allegedly the main thing that celebrities are using to lose dramatic amounts of weight with celebrities like Elon Musk publicly touting its weight loss benefits last week comedian uh, chelsea handler candidly spoke about the medication on the call her daddy podcast i like the way once again talking about the call her daddy podcast even though sarah really didn't want to (laughs) um saying her quote anti-aging doctor just hands up just hands it to anybody sorry just hands it out to anybody i didn't even know i was on it if you ever want to drop five pounds, this is, sorry. She said, if you ever want to drop five pounds, this is good. So the doctor said that to her and then just gave it to her. So then she said that she went out for lunch with a friend who said that she was on Ozempic. So she wasn't going to eat. And then Chelsea said that she'd just gotten back from holidays and she was also feeling quite nauseous, but she was like, I'm on semaglutide, semaglutide. I'm not on Ozempic. And the friend was like, that's Ozempic. And also Ozempic something like you inject in yourself once a week. Just mind you. Uh, so, today we're going to be talking about this drug, the current discourse around it, specifically what Chelsea Handler had to say as well. Um, and yeah, what did you think of Chelsea's comments about this?
0: What is an anti aging doctor?
1: Yeah. <laughs> and are we
0: talking doctor like chiropractor or doctor like GP? I
1: think it would have to be a GP because be. I, th- ca- I don't think you can prescribe. I'm 98% no. sure you can't subscribe. Prescribe? prescribe, yeah, prescribe Ozempic or something like this, because it's a diabetes medication. Oh, yeah. So I don't think you can actually prescribe that without. But
0: in, I swear to God, like I mean, We're maybe if we googled right like now, anti-aging doctor Melbourne, maybe someone would come up. But I still feel like here it'd be so taboo amongst the medical community, let alone I don't know, maybe not even allowed to just be a fucking anti-aging doctor. That is fucked. I know,
1: like what? I know it could and be. It could be a in California. A plastic, sur- literally. Yeah. it could be a <laughs> plastic surgeon or like a like a. Um, it probably is a GP who's like de- this is such a-, a dermatologist yeah, or something. Maybe.
0: But no, it's probably a GP that's like this is such a lucrative market. Mm. Or uh, I just have to prescribe these extremely wealthy people with medication necessary to save other people's lives, but will help them lose weight. I've seen Chelsea Handler in person, also.
1: I think I thought you had yeah
0: yeah. She's very thin. Sorry,
1: it worked. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, she yeah. said that she actually doesn't take it now. Because she said, um, she actually, she said, quote, I'm an irresponsible drug. I love I did my research this mm. week. I, like, actually kept me some too. of the information. Except I was drinking while I did it, which was... Maybe that's why. Quite funny. Um, she said, I'm an irresponsible drug user, but I'm not going to take a diabetic drug. I tried yeah. it and I'm not going to do that. That's not for me. Which is actually, I appreciate that. But mm. at the same time, it's like, the fact that, one, she sees an anti-aging doctor, yeah. but two... You know the conversation that she had with her friend, oh. and the friend was like, "Oh, I'm not going to eat because I'm taking Ozempic." It's so normalized in that environment. If my friend told no. me she wasn't eating because she was on diabetes medication, I'd have a fucking conniption. And not for having diabetes, no, because she was like, <laughs> "Oh, I'm not going to eat because I feel nauseous because I'm on I'm on this weight loss medication." I would literally same. throw the table across the room. Like,
0: no. it would be like, no. "What, bitch?" Yeah, like, no, same. I would, yeah, that's literally my first thought. If somebody said that to me that I knew, I'd be like. So I'd be completely baffled. It like, would just
1: be sh- flawed. What? Like it's, it? The fact that that's so normal. Their their dialogue. It's why when you hear the Kardashians talking to each other Alfie! on their show, their dialogue around weight loss and all of this stuff is just so. That's what it's like. They're talking about it like it's just like eating a slice of bread or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Like it's their, no, yeah. They about like taking Panadol.
0: Like, yeah, oh, I've got it's a just headache. Like, I'm not even. Some... No, it's bizarre. It's, it's bizarre. bizarre. So, and like yeah. also, like I just think. this is probably, I mean, I I think there's an element of it where I'm like, people are going to start dying as a result of doing shit like this. Either the people who've been given it to lose weight are going to start dying because they're taking medication that their body doesn't need or people who need that medication can't get it and they're going to fucking die as a result. Like this is like playing with – I don't know. There's so many factors to this. I'm like something's going to happen. Someone's going to die from a
1: complication here. Something's going to happen. And we'll be like, well, why the Mm. fuck were they on Ozempic? So the thing about this from the research I've done is that it essentially like – To quote the ABC, the medication has been found to affect appetite, resulting in fewer cravings, a change in preferences away from fatty foods, and less overall energy intake. So essentially, what it does is it does does actually fuck with your blood blood glucose or whatever it is with diabetes. diabetes, Correct. But it's not old; it's a pretty new medication. So I think someone's going to die. Yeah, and so but what it does mean is that you you end up having a few mouthfuls of food and then you can't finish eating. Yeah, but that in and of itself isn't a good thing you can yeah, end up yeah. like you could, we, one could end up malnourished yeah. if they're not actually able yeah. to get the amount of nutrients they're meant to get in it also means like when you go out for dinner with people it's like if your friends are eating like three bites it's it's a it's a weird socially it's bizarre socially it's yeah. a very, really odd thing what's actually happened is it has resulted in a worldwide shortage so um it's really hard Hell. to get in australia in 2022 at the moment yeah. like right now because it's the last few years it's just boomed i think recently yeah. it's now huge so according to the conversation um although patients spend less on food <laughs> taking it in 2022 when it was more easy, easily available in australia it cost around 130 dollars a month so yeah. um I actually don't know if it's subsidised by the prescription – what's it called? The prescription thingy that we oh, have in yeah, Australia. Oh, yeah, 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 the, um, yeah. But it's not cheap and it. Uh, what has happened because there's so much awareness now around celebrities yeah. taking it, um, it has resulted in a worldwide shortage. Thankfully, it's not the only medication available to diabetics. No. Like it's a new-ish yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, um, But – yeah, it's, it's it's interesting. I think as well because there's also now a thing coming out called Ozempic face. Well, I was gonna, t- yeah, yeah, bring this up. Yeah, it it's it is like
0: a, a, a very true and interesting point that extremely thin people look older in the face mm-hmm. than people who have like I'm not saying overweight people. I'm just people who have a normal level of body fat, especially as they get older. You look at people who are very thin and they're un, like unbelievably lined comparatively. Like it is a fucking true fact of life you can be young and thin but when you're old you'll have wrinkles
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) well i think what's happened with those this ozempic thing is that uh yeah if you lose a dramatic amount of weight quite quickly Mm. or whatever I mean, it's also just like, oh, great. Let's add another thing for people to worry I know, about. I know. Um, but. The, the fucking weird as illegal weight loss drug that we have put
0: you on, not illegal but should be illegal, uh, now will also give you some weird face things so now you have to go to
1: the plastic surgeon to fix mm-hmm, that. Get filler. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, that's – because th- the other thing is most people, as we get older, we just gain weight. Yeah, So yeah. Which is probably a nice little counteraction to the <laughs> – To the to, to, <laughs> Well, not the Ozempic because I wouldn't work if you yeah. – you know. But I mean the like face. the fact that your face mm. gets older, but if you gain a bit of weight, it counteracts that. It's – so I don't know It's from thinking about it Anyway um, But beyond that The other thing is Like Chelsea Handler Even the fact that Those people trust Their anti-aging doctors To the point where She's been prescribed This thing that you inject Once yeah. a week It's a full oh, syringe No no I've and seen And she didn't what, yeah. know What it was Like Yeah If my doctor was like Hey inject this into you Once a week And you'll lose weight I would be like what is it? How does yes. it work? I'll be
0: on Google like what freaking. What is this? Like yeah. what? how
1: – are you sure I should take yeah. that? Whereas Chelsea Handler was like, all right.
0: <laughs> no worries. No, but would I – the number one thing I would automatically think if someone – if my doctor said that to me is like, this is going to be a requiem for a dream situation. Have you seen that film? Where no. the mum in that film – or that whole film is so fucked up. But it's basically about like a couple of different characters and their like drug addiction journeys. And the mum gets prescribed – she's like a normal cute mum – gets prescribed um, – those like weight loss tablets from like the nineties, it is nineties or whatever, whenever they're from speed, which speed um, and becomes so mental and addicted to speed because she's trying to lose weight. Cause she was like, got a spot on a comp in some like sort of like um, quiz show or, you know, one of those kind of things. Um, and wants to lose weight for the show and, yeah, gets addicted to speed and um, has to go have electroshock therapy or whatever in her head and becomes a fu- – that movie is fucked. Yeah. But moral of the story is that would be my first train of thought. I'd be like, right. if someone's prescribing me something that's some magic weight loss solution, obviously it's gonna, – I'm going to be Requiem for a Dreamed at the end of this um, and I'm going to end up with, like, fried hair, fra- frazzled out and be crazy and talking to myself. Um. So, yeah.
1: I think my main th- takeaway from this <laughs> – probably yeah (laughs) but like literally but I think my main takeaway from this as well is that it's like okay treating diabetes is one thing but I think a major issue and look I'm not a healthcare professional so I can't speak to this in great detail but the general gist that I have gotten from a lot of the reading that I have done is that like there's way too much of a focus on treating weight as though weight is a um is the actual, like, disease or the issue rather than yeah. the, the, a symptom of it. Yeah. Um. Because obviously, like, when we talk about obesity, it's talked about in a really, like, as though you, if you just eat well and do exercise, yeah. it'll stop you from being – Yeah. You have to tackle the noggin well the noggin but also like there are all these genetic factors right, that yes. are at play and yeah. all of these socioeconomic factors so many things obesity is like for the most part genetic like yeah, it's, right, there's right, so right. many yeah, yeah. parts that, and obviously that's a big generalization but for a lot of people yeah. it is and so i guess my point is that it's like when we look at weight as the thing that we're treating yeah. It ignores all of the other factors that are at play. Like yeah. the fact that there's just people in LA who look like Chelsea Handler who are being told to inject this shit into them so that they'll eat less. It's giving Hunger Games. It's Like, fuck. you know, in the Hunger Games, how there's the scene with Peter Mellark where they have little, they go around with little cups and you drink them and it makes them vomit so that they can eat more. Mm, vaguely, Do you remember that? Yeah. Um, it's little cups. It makes them vomit. Yeah. They vomit up the food so that they can eat more so they can have more food. Right. Um, right, and that's in the capital. Yes, right, and he gets on this oh, thing yeah. where he's like, "I can't believe there's people starving out in the district." And you're like doing that. Yeah, it's, it's that. Yeah, it's like it is that. you're t- inject injecting yourself once a week so that you can lose, a f- what? Like it's I, just I so. anyway. No, I'm. It's absolutely. It's it's deranged. so like crazy,
0: next level, Black Mirror, mm-hmm. whatever, like that kind of dystopian future thing that it's almost unbelievable to talk about. Like it's almost t- just quite funny. Like, but, like, if you look at it and analyse it in any serious way, it's so alarming that it would be – i don't actually would keep me up at night. <laughs> you know, I, know. What I mean? Like, it's, like, it's really fucked. Because
1: the other thing is, though, as you think about it and you go, like, these people are also actively choosing to feel nauseous and not be able to eat a few more than a few yeah. mouthfuls of food. For the gram. Yeah. Like, really. Like, like what? Like, yeah. That's how much we prioritise being yeah. thin. yeah. Anyway, the other thing is like most um weight loss things, things uh if you work. stop taking it, you gain the weight yeah. back and and potentially and potentially more. more. Yeah. So it's like if anyone's considering this, I doubt anyone yeah. is. But if you are, don't, don't do it. It's not worth it.
0: Please, yeah. Just smoke cigarettes. Exactly. Um. <laughs> Think
1: logically. Cheaper. Oh Cheaper. <laughs> Probably worse health implications. <laughs> it might not actually be cheaper. Cigarettes are pretty expensive. They are here at least. Um, go to Bali, pick
0: yourself up some cigarettes.
1: Yeah, yeah. Go to Bali, pick yourself up some cigarettes, smoke a pack a day. It really will probably work. So <laughs> <laughs>
0: Please don't do that either. That was a um, joke. Don't do that. Okay. Vape. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that won't help. That doesn't do the same thing. Doesn't it? Isn't it
1: nicotine?
0: I don't know. I feel like this, is, I don't know why the cigarette is king for that. Is it? Kate Moss would stand by Maybe cigarettes. Maybe I'll start smoking. I'm just kidding. Okay, go. <laughs> Sorry. <yeah. laughs> Quick word from our sponsor before we move on. This episode of The Second Estate is proudly brought to you by Jackie Lambie's mum's 70th birthday. Happy birthday, Mama Lambie. Uh (laughs) Aww. Yeah. How'd you find out about that? Um, I was trying to write the interstitial. I was um, either reading the news or scrolling on Instagram and saw it.
1: Happy birthday, Happy. Jackie Lambie's mum.
0: Yeah. Okay. And I thought, you know what, Jackie Lambie's mum does not get enough airtime on this podcast. That is so true. <laughs> yeah, so, I was like, not you enough know.
1: people are talking about Jackie Lambie's mum's <laughs> birthday. <laughs> yeah, I agree. More people need to talk about it. Seventy. That's huge. That's a big number. It is, especially for Jackie Lambie's mum.
0: Yeah, because we know, like, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, we all know. <laughs> All right, moving on. Um, so, Pamela Anderson is coming out with her own memoir, Love Pamela, as well as releasing a new documentary called Pamela, a Love Story. Neither of which we we've watched or read. Because we're idiots. Uh, no, we just didn't oh. really realize that. I don't think I even knew the documentary was coming out until I started researching it. I didn't either. This. I thought it was just a book. Yep. So, anyway, that's coming out on Tuesday. I mean, maybe we'll watch it and then we'll talk we'll about just do it. Do this all over Whatever. again. It's when Pretend you didn't hear it. I <laughs> doubt we'd have. Because I've watched the, the, like, the trailer for it and, you know, I'm going to probably have the same I didn't thoughts. even watch the trailer. Great. In preparation for these releases, she did an interview with Howard Stern as well as several other publications. She was on the cover of Variety. I'm yawning. And we're going to be talking about it. Sarah. Yeah. What do you, what do you want to – have any thoughts on the Howard Stern thing? Um,
0: I've always said it and I truly believe it. Pamela Anderson is so fucking smart
1: yeah oh yeah is yeah, yeah, yeah. smart mm. like a
0: switched on mm. lady yeah um i find like i don't know if anyone i feel like i've spoken about this on the podcast before but she is like a real staunch defender and friend of julian assange yes we definitely um, have spoken about yeah this. i don't know why. maybe we're talking about pam, and, pam tommy, and tommy yeah um which we'll get to as well we'll discuss mm-hmm. her reaction to that but um yeah, her defense of Julian Assange is something that I'm like particularly obsessed with because I just find that such a like incredible and like uh, p- very political and, yeah. and intelligent cause for her to like be behind. I don't know why. I just really not to doubt that someone like Pamela Anderson could be into a cause like that, but just in general, celebrities of her ilk are not that passionate about specific cyber terrorism, yeah. if you want to call it terrorism. It's random as fuck. It's so random. Yeah. And then to be quite close friends with him mm-hmm. we, in the same context and like has visited him in prison and, mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. I just like love that she just like full blown puts her money where her mouth is and like yeah. goes the it whole nine yards. shows a lot yards. of integrity. Yeah. Yes. That's a great point. She has mm-hmm. a lot of integrity as a person. So I have a, like a lot of sort of respect, a lot of time for Pamela Anderson. I find her to be quite a unique cultural figure, unique celebrity.
1: She definitely is. I think- also because she personifies the bimbo aesthetic mm. or whatever, especially that what that was in the 90s and 2000s. Yeah. Um, and I think although I personally don't necessarily agree with – because she's made some interesting p- comments about Me Too and stuff yeah, in the past. Yeah, and I
0: find that dialogue very
1: – like even if you don't agree, she's very nuanced and intelligent, totally. you know? I totally – and I like that – what I like about her is that she actually just – says what she thinks mm-hmm. but not in like a flippant no or ignorant way like she yeah. she just says what she thinks and and is thoughtful and says mm. what she believes and um i appreciate how thorough and thoughtful she is in everything that she says and you can see it in every interview she mm. does including this one um and i think that what's really cool as well and she spoke about this in this interview but with the book she insisted with the publisher of, on writing it herself which yeah. is very not surprising yeah. at all from what we know about her yeah Um, but they wanted to bring in a ghost writer, Prince Harry take notes. And she was like, no, I'm not doing that. And so, um, yeah, I think that I like that she sees herself, uh, especially, I guess with her past and everything that's happened to her, because she kind of, at some points in her life was a bit of a laughing stock or wasn't viewed seriously as a legitimate um, actress or or public figure. And I think she really sees herself as an active agent in her own life. And I think that that's, A really cool and inspiring thing to see from someone of her, you know, uh, profession and generation and and her whole appearance and everything that she's been to the public. Um, Yeah, I agree. And
0: I I like that um, in what you were saying, like she doesn't sort of, I think it's an easy trap, especially this type of celebrity, this celebrity now that's having this resurgence out of nostalgia perhaps Mm -hmm. or like people coming back and like similar to britney in the way of being like oh we treated you really badly here's this second wind of us all apologizing and therefore Mm -hmm. all this content being Mm -hmm. made out of your um past struggles and stuff and i like that she doesn't like sit there and almost like take the bait or take the easy road and like lament those struggles no not at all like capitalize necessarily off those struggles like um Discussing like the Pam and Tommy yep. show, she was quite offended seemingly yeah. by their portrayal of the whole thing because she speaks really highly of Tommy as well. Continuing, and like she talks about him being still her best boyfriend that she's ever mm-hmm. had or her best partner that she's ever had. Um, and you know, because he gave her her sons and whatever. Um, and then discusses the show in a way of just being like, I'm not sure why you would recreate a moment like that which I think a lot of celebrities are very guilty of like delving into those moments in order. And like you'd like to believe that every time that they do that, it is to quote-unquote bring awareness, which is oftentimes like what, the, what it's framed as. But, you know, I think a lot of people can read between the lines and say, okay, there's some cap- uh, cultural and capital gain to be made from exploiting right. these stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are going down that path, um, whereas she seems to like kind of quite actively refuse that um, – I don't know, that path, I suppose, which I, I find, yeah, like she has, she has a lot of integrity. <laughs> she like, does. Yeah. yeah.
1: And the, that, that it's interesting the point about Pam and Tommy, mm. but she says in this interview that she didn't even know that that was coming out yeah. until it had already been made, which reflects yeah. so poorly on the filmmakers because what? Tommy knew about it apparently and she this, didn't. This is
0: the thing and I've read because I was reading about this because I was like, that's crazy. She was, yeah. But they, there's a few reports of like Lily, what's her name, James Blazer, and some of the creators of the show saying that they did reach out to her and she didn't respond. So I wonder right. what the what version is the truth, yeah. Or if it's something in the middle, yeah. I mean, maybe you know. they
1: contacted her people and they never passed it on. But or, it's still one of those things. It's like you shouldn't have made the fucking thing if yeah. you didn't have. And it's cr- yeah, it's wild. But I think I think also she the way that she talks about her own. Um, experiences, mm. she doesn't see herself as exploited. Like no, she sees no. herself as – she. even the way – I think Howard not asks her if she has any regrets or whatever. And she was like, I put myself in some crazy situations. Yeah. Like yeah. I put myself in some wild situations and that's how she sees it. Like yeah. she actively chose to put herself yeah. or, and have these ex- life experiences yeah. and that she's come out the other end with, you know, a lot to show for it and everything. And it's such a really cool way of viewing her own life. It's very refreshing. Yeah, she doesn't view herself as just this like victim of what's happened to her, you know, and she could if she wanted to. Oh, my God,
0: she could do what everybody else has done and view themselves as this. And I think that's like the reason why I feel so like sick of a lot of like celebrity biopic sort Mm -hmm. of stuff because I am so sick of having to sit there and like feel sorry for people or like, you know, remove – their agency from their story in many ways, and like I just feel like a lot of the time that like people again they take the they take the bait of of, of victimising themselves for like capital yeah. or cultural gain, which I'm not saying like I wouldn't in their given their position or whatever, but it is like we've created now a little niche in culture of people literally just doing that continuously, mm-hmm. and like there's always some faceless, nameless conglomerate to blame or you know what i mean there's always something like that and i think um the one interesting thing that uh i was reading about pamela's book is apparently in it she details like multiple incidences of sexual assault when she was young right yeah um, it's all sound like incredibly traumatic and like awful but i didn't hear her once in the press run discuss those at length yeah, I'm not sure if she talks about that no. in Saltern. No. No, I don't think. I mean, I didn't hear it in that and yeah. it wasn't in there was another like interview thing that she did and and stuff and I found it and I'm I'm like almost more intrigued to read the story in this way of being like you know, it's going to be interesting to see her sort of tell this story not in a way of like how of it having been sensationalized prior. Or in, in any capacity. I'm actually like... Oh, you mean finer, like in an interview or whatever? Yeah, it's actually yeah. just, tr- just, it's just in the book. It's going to be in the yeah, book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, really, and I think because, I mean, Holly spoke to this about Prince Harry's book, but a lot of the leaks and all that kind of stuff like aren't really leaks. It's purposely mm-hmm. planted stuff. And so I just, yeah, I just find that she has a lot of, um, again, integrity uh, with this yeah. stuff. Like she really is committed to just telling a story in the capacity that she finds uh necessary. Um and yeah, her her comments about uh her experience with Playboy and stuff, like again, she was really
1: positive. She constantly defends Hugh Hefner. Yeah. And like she is yeah. and The View as well. She did that on an interview yeah. on The View. Like she really does if anything, she's yeah, she sticks to her guns. Like yeah. she's not afraid to just be she doesn't she's a loyal person, clearly. Yeah. It sounds like she's actually loyal through and through, to be honest. Well, yeah. To the people that she's worked with and everything. And um
0: I think it's – I mean, you know, a lot of people probably had awful experiences or did, I think, have awful experiences with Hugh Hefner. I don't know what the exact story about it is, but it is very interesting to see a celebrity not take that, like, line of – that narrative line that they're, like, meant to take and just say, well, that's – I can't say that because that's not what my experience was. Right. Do you know what I mean? I just find it interesting. And again. she's not
1: being sensational, going, no. oh, everybody lied or no, no, no. she's just she's being just like, saying... this was my experience of it or whatever. Yeah, and and, like, you can criticize that as well. Yeah. But I, I think it does. I think it's. Genu- I just find it interesting. Do you know what I mean? Or genuine. Yeah, because it's, it's genuine and it's not like, it doesn't ever feel like she's being. It always feels like she's being so measured and thoughtful mm-hmm. about what she's saying, and yeah. I think also, but not reading a PR statement. that's no. like,
0: this is the right thing to say. No, you know, and she's not
1: even really putting a foot in her mouth or saying anything particularly I sensational. I wish I could be that articulate. In I know, that way, you know, I know, yeah. because I feel like if I tried to be, I would just put my foot in my yeah, mouth. But yeah, same. It's a, s- a similar feeling around like Jennifer Coolidge, where are these, and yeah. it's been happening recently, where these film film celebrities who have kind of spent their entire careers. Um, in some cases probably being objectified or treated yeah. badly or whatever, um, but continuing to be gracious and kind and mm-hmm. working hard and everything. And they uh, now it's like we're realising, obviously, cause there's been oh, a shit. huge yeah, yeah, yeah. cultural shift or renaissance yeah. or whatever. Um, and so it's nice to see them now getting credit and what they deserved at the time, yeah. you know? Um, I agree. Um,
0: so. Do you think – I was thinking – uh, Alfie, please <sighs> He's been barking a lot today Who am I to deprive my son of the one thing he truly loves in this life? Barking, yeah yep. Um, I was thinking that About like cultural When it, looking at Pam And uh, would you say Marilyn, Pamela, Kim? I mean, yeah, maybe Like if you're like thinking like these sort of physical beauty, like beauty icons of generations, who have maintained, like they've maintained this being the symbol of the generation. Does yeah, that make sense? Like, well, because
1: I was gonna say, like, that there were like the Anna Cole Smiths and stuff, but, but she wasn't. You know, you don't go. Yeah. That that. Sort no, of, Pamela Anderson, and I think also 90s. because she has kind of yeah. You, you, what you mean said sorry about maintaining. Mm. I think that that's yeah. Obviously, Marilyn Monroe died. Young, yeah, and so but she continues to be the representation right. of that
0: right cultural period, yeah.
1: Um, I'm just trying to think because I feel like there's probably someone missing in that, but I, I think that they're definitely yeah. all three. It's also them. a very
0: white one, but I'm just like, True.
1: but well, unfortunately, often yeah. the, those cultural figures are uh, in the past at least. Hopefully, yeah. that changes or has changed. I don't yeah. know, but white. people who were famous for how.
0: Specifically, how they looked. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, really true. Like, specifically true, how they looked. True, true. Yeah,
1: I think so. It's, yeah. Has it's Kim something. ever dressed up as Pam? I think she has.
0: I'm sure she's done Pam and Tommy. Yeah. yeah no, what? she's done Pam and Tommy. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. She- with Jonathan, dare I say, with fruit That's God. Good. I think she has. I have a feeling Kim
1: and Jonathan. In the purple Hat. Yeah, I have Kim, a feeling. Halloween. Yeah. They have done it.
0: Well, it, actually, Pam says in this, she's she okay? like. Pam to do skims? Yeah, she should. I, want, I don't reckon she'd ever do it. Pamela wouldn't No, nah, no way. Just don't think she. I think she's too cool for that. Probably, yeah. Um, pa- Pam Anderson has Lana Del Rey energy, don't you reckon? Hundred percent. Very
1: similar. She yeah. She did the costume where she's wearing like the f- pink fluffy hat. Yeah. And it was with food god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good costume.
0: Yeah. Well, she pa- Pamela actually said that in the um, in Pam and Tommy, she was like, oh, it just seemed like another. Halloween costume to me, which 100%. is like such a great way to describe what that show 100%. was. Hundred percent, that terrible fucking show. Just oh my describe God. it as a Halloween Agreed. costume because that's what it was. Yeah, a really, really so- well made Halloween costume. Um,
1: before we do move on as well, I, yeah. I just I, my favorite thing. I will always be her and Megan McCain argument about oh my arguing God. about Julian Assange on the View. I think you told me about that, yeah. but I love it. It's no, truly. Anything amazing. involving Megan McCain on The View, guys, like if you want
0: like a whole yeah. night of entertainment, go and watch like yeah. worst Megan McCain compilations on The View. Because it <laughs> is so funny. John McCain's daughter, mm-hmm. um, who ran against Barack Obama the first time, uh, she is like a real right wing, but she's just like quite gets quite hysterical quite easily. It's really
1: like <laughs> And just... she's always in these looks it's so <laughs> funny <laughs> it's really good. You she gets watch. really emotional and oh. angry and it's just like wait, so there's,
0: there's times where like people are just like what like she got she started crying talking about how she has jewish friends or something at one point so that she could relate to the plight of like anti-semitism like that's what she's yeah. like like she's like fucking so funny yeah <laughs> so I agree. anything with megan mccain please look it up do yourself a favor um, shall we yeah
1: all right so we are doing a new closing segment today actually it's called it's great It's top three, but we bring our own top three characters from a TV show or movie. Today, of course, we're starting with Gossip Girl. So we're both bringing our top three Gossip Girl characters. And we also have to say why. Yeah. Uh, Would you like to go first, Sarah? Okay. Should we go three, then two, then one? Okay.
0: Okay. So wait, can I say two honorable mentions before I do three, two, one? Sure. So my two honorable mentions are Lily Vanderwoodson Mm -hmm. and Dan Humphrey. Okay. They're my two honorable mentions. Um, I feel that they were stiff to miss out, uh, particularly Lily, because I actually do find her quite. Lily Lily's great. Good I'm character. not a Dan fan, but um, Lily, I will. Give I you think, that. yeah, okay. Oh, I won't, won't argue for Dan because he's not even in my top three. No, three so okay, three. Boy. Yep, three is Georgina Sparks. Okay, yeah. Yeah, which I think is obvious. The think, perfect villain. The perfect villain. Mm-hmm. Fantastic writing around Georgina. Yeah. Fantastic acting. We won't talk about the reboot and what happened in the reboot. Um, I, don't I don't know about what, that. We don't need to. We don't it's need not, to. It it's doesn't not canon. It's, no, it's not canon. And yeah. Yeah, it was just she – there's very rarely in a show does a guest star come in and you're literally grinning with delight. Yeah. Like, thank fuck she's yeah, here. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's pretty phenomenal. I agree. Because most of the time guest stars you are like,
1: fuck off. Like, she's not in my top three. But, like, I I, would be easy for her to be in this top three. So, yeah, yeah, good choice. My third is Nate.
0: That is insane. (laughs) Hannah, what, how?
1: I love, I love Nate. Like, I love Nate. I just think he's just this, I think what I, hear me (laughs) out. I think that he, throughout the show, especially like in the first two seasons, I think he's interesting because he's genuinely this, like, quite kind-hearted, A vessel thoughtful enough pers- enough. No, person. But he's kind of constantly internally torn and having these, like, moral conflicts about, you know, the fact that he kind of feels this guilt for where he comes from. But mm-hmm. then also the way you're looking <laughs> Now, I just like what happens to his – I mean, maybe not when it gets to, like – I mean, everything that happens beyond, like, season three is fucking ridiculous. Insane, like, yeah. when he goes and has the, the, the spectator. The like spectator. We don't, the spectator is not canon, as far as I'm concerned. But <laughs> With Shane Warne's
0: ex-wife yeah.
1: or whatever. Yeah, Liz Hurley. I love Liz Hurley. Anyway. Oh my God. Um She's an icon. I should have yeah. picked her, to be honest. Yeah. What What's her name again? Diana. Diana. Diana Payne. <laughs> <laughs> Changing it. Diana Payne. Not yeah. – not. I was thinking, like, main characters, though, personally. Yes, yeah, yeah. But no, Nate, I just think because I find I mean he also Chase Crawford is so hot he's so hot, he is so I hot. like his character though, and I think I like it because I find that he has these kind of like interesting moral dilemmas, um, and I find what happens to his family and how they lose all their money and stuff yeah I don't know and I first think the
0: season or two, it's all right, but, yeah. Well, all of it gets terrible
1: after that anyway. So, yeah, yeah, I just like Nate. I I just like him as a character. Not the most entertaining, but a good, solid, good guy. There is a
0: great moment in in one of the seasons where they, like, Gossip Girl reveals who's how many, like, tips everyone's sent in and Nate's never sent one. Exactly. That's a great, great one. But he, he he doesn't drive a lot of plot.
1: He does when he's fucking all the women. It's also I that guess. as well. Like, I yeah. think, like, what happens to him in terms of how he ends up kind of... All this shit happens with his family mm. and then he gets caught up being this, like, gigolo, basically. Yeah. I don't know. I find Nate. I like Nate. I yeah, stand by okay.
0: No, you stand by it. I reckon you're going to hate mine next time. Okay. My second favourite gospel girl character is Jenny Humphrey.
1: So is mine. Really? Oh, <laughs> great.
0: Okay, good. Okay, because I was like, you're going to fucking... Everybody's no, gonna No, I assume we're
1: going to have the top, same top two. We will. Right? Um, yeah. But Jenny... Because,
0: and this is mine, and and I, I want to hear your reasoning as, as well. But like, I think there the the way you can plot her like the hero's journey. If we're going to use mm-hmm. a fucking screenmate, thank you, Alfie, a screenwriting term. Jenny has the most hero's journey out of anyone. Right. You see her start from this like doe eyed little innocent kid until, and it's really sad, I think, that Taylor Momsen wanted to stop acting. I mean, she probably got out of a good time because yeah. you never fully saw the full mm-hmm. completion of Jenny's arc, but like as a character arc and like watching her grow, like it all made sense, like her angst, her decision-making, um, every the plots like that she was involved in, every single part of it was like, Very well thought out, I think. And I think she was a great, yeah, arc to follow and really well thought out character who you did care about even if she was annoying. I agree
1: and I think the thing – I used to not like Jenny. yeah, But I rewatched Gossip Girl constantly. I've said this podcast many times. She definitely got the short end of the stick in terms of – I think also what happens to both her and Dan Mm. is often they end up being the ones that are treated like they are the evil ones. Like Mm. they do the things that the rich people do but get – then everyone's like get punished <gasps> yeah. and shit for it, even though they're like just following their lead, yeah. Yeah. and yet they're they're the poor ones and always end up with the shorter end of the mm. stick. So I feel like my attitude towards Jenny and her character arc is that she always has the most interesting stories in terms 100%. of like the fashion thing, like it the fashion great. thing is so good, the fashion show, yeah. like all of the her not wanting to go to school, like yeah. she's definitely the most yeah. interesting, engaging character, and also she's the best actor on the show, Taylor. Monson. You reckon? I think Taylor Momsen was. So, She was like 14 and you watch some of the scenes and you're like, shit. I wouldn't say she's the best. I think she's good. I think she's – Yeah, I
0: thought she was probably the best. One more credit to Jenny Humphrey as a character is – you actually – there is – there will be history books on fashion and in those history books will be acknowledged when Jenny started wearing the school dress with the tutu underneath. That was a fundamental huge True. fashion moment. Mm-hmm. Jenny's – that arc of fashion of Jenny season two, I'm going to say, when she started designing those dresses. The, like, pink tutu The and pink tutu underneath. Dress, yeah. That was huge within not just the show but, like, globally mm-hmm. – It had a massive influence on fashion. Huge. So Um, may
1: may the record show that. Yeah. And I think the reason people hate Jenny is because of what happens to her character. Yeah. But I don't think that her character is inherently as annoying or evil as like she's made out to be. Yeah, And I think she actually gets dealt the short end of the stick a lot of the time. Yeah. Even though she's actually probably at the beginning, probably the most inspiring character in terms of like – coming from well they weren't really poor beginnings but but that's how it's treated in the show and she's got way more sort of spunk and pizzazz than dan does like she actively wants to create a life for herself and yet her parents are so annoying won't want her to do anything like her parents suck i know sorry but they fucking suck and jenny's like has to just deal with all of these like external factors factors stopping her from achieving when Mm. she could have been so much and so yeah facts number one Blair Waldorf. Yes,
0: Blair Waldorf. There was. Do, I don't think do we I don't, have to say. You know, they did a um. They I don't know some publication like maybe Variety or something like that did a top hundred best TV characters of all time. Yeah. Of all time, we're talking every television show yeah. like ever, and Blair Waldorf was like number four. Yeah. Right. Like that's how like and like we're talking Tony Sopranos yeah, in this, yeah, yeah, mix, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Omar from The Wire, like Jerry Seinfeld. Like we're talking all the greats are in this, and Blair Waldorf was like number four. Yeah. And that is so fucking. Well-deserved, I reckon. Mm. She is, uh, without a doubt, one of the greatest TV characters, like, ever written. Yeah. I honestly, I honestly believe that. I sound so, like, passionate and ridiculous, but it's true. I, yeah. We are blessed to have had Blair on the yeah. screen. Like, be- p- from the acting, the the journey of personality, like, the the storylines, the humour. Like- well, that's the
1: thing, is the script will, at certain points, yeah. especially beyond season two, yeah. be... Fucking terrible, yeah. and yet she's still got these quippy one-liners. Yeah. She's hilarious. Yes, yeah. everything that Blair says yeah. for the most part is funny as fuck. Yeah. I don't, and it's obviously part of like Leighton Meester's delivery Definitely, and everything. Yeah. But genuinely, Blair stays this like icon of the screen. Like Definitely. she's so engaging to watch. Yep. she's funny. She has, and she also like. I guess it's the same with Nate in the way that like you really do understand her kind of
0: plight, her like. plight, yeah. and
1: her how she's kind of awful and yet you find her incredibly likeable but you also understand where the deep insecurity of comes course. from and you can analyse her character till the cows come home she's and so why like, why she does yeah. certain things. It's not just like basic mean girl. Yeah. It's like there's a lot going on Definitely
0: there under the surface. and
1: obviously her fashion is oh, the...
0: It's the pinnacle of the show.
1: Yeah.
0: I think... Um, yeah, I, I think also her – I mean, and this is Leighton Meester to, to Leighton Meese's credit, but also the writing, the chemistry that Blair has with every other character, not just like in the right. romantic sense but friendship, whatever. Like the reason that I'm such a big Dan and Blair head and always have been and Ben um, Slime's New Roman also is, yeah. is because they had the greatest like platonic chemistry and then like obviously they got together in the end but like and then broke up but like – that is not easy to write a character that has some level of chemistry with every other character. Mm-hmm. Like, like, God bless her, but Blake Lively couldn't walk into every scene and have a brilliant amount of chemistry with everyone, even many of the romantic interests that she had. You were like, yeah. Aaron
1: Rose. What? Yeah. I've been watching that recently, yeah. actually, the romantic thing she has with... Uh, with um... The teacher. She has one with the t- No. The teacher. that She She should have ended up with that guy. He was hot. And, like, they end it because, like, why? Like, it's really know. weird. Like, he quits teaching and then, no, but he was, like, I thought they were good well, together. Well, didn't they end because his sister was Juliet and she no, was. No, no, no. They ended because, like, they were in the, it was really weird. Like, oh. he decided to quit teaching. It was all yeah. good. And they get in the cab. She's like, it's done, isn't it? It's weird. It's like, it's, I don't think that's the line, but it's like that. And you're like, wait, what? I have to go. What's the I, thing that she always has I have to go? I have to go. <laughs> I have to go. She always has to go. <laughs> yeah. No, there's this bit where she, um, what is Nate's cousin's, Trip. Trip, classic Trip. No, the thing with Trip. Mm. You watch that thing unfold. I just burped. I think that might be the first one in the episode. Yeah. And um, I'm well, yeah, almost done. You yawned before. But burping is not yawning. No. And you just watch her and you're like, do you realize, one, that you, are, you look like that? Yeah. And you're choosing to give up everything for that guy. Yeah. And two, how she has literally no self Oh, literally no it. self-respect like no, no self-respect that not. character and yeah. watching it with the trip thing especially like in my old age like, I'm like wow. I can't fucking hate you yeah. like
0: you get oh a grip <laughs> the best is when Lily goes to her like Serena's like I'm not going to college like blah, blah blah I'm I'm gonna get a job I'm gonna work and Lily's like Serena you're not getting a job yeah you've never <laughs> you worked never a day, worked in, a your day in your life yeah like, yeah, yeah so but anyway Blair Waldorf yes um, I feel like there's so much to say about Blair that like you, you can just like wrap it on for like a, a really Really long time, but I just think she's just a a, a complete gem of television. Yeah, will go down forever as one of the greatest TV characters of all time. Fuck, it's so sad that show's over.
1: I know it's a
0: brilliant television show. I know
1: it's so. I mean, the other thing is like season one was so good, and then there was the recession mm. and the sorry the, um, mm. right the writer's depression, the <laughs> writer's strike, <laughs> and the um, the global. Financial, the gfc yeah. the global yeah. financial crisis and that changed the show a lot yeah but the first season is a really perfect little season of television oh, when serena says i killed someone oh that took like i'm dude.
0: not kidding i i like like my legs gave out from under me like <laughs> i fell down like i was like that shot <laughs> <også. Whoa>, um. <laughs> like, literally anyway we
1: should probably all right. wrap it up we're all done thank you so thank much you for girl. listening um if you listen to the far into of the episode can you please comment your favorite gossip girl <sharp> character on our next mm. post um, you can do your top three if you want or you can do your top one Up the world's your oyster mm. um, please follow us on Instagram follow us on TikTok subscribe to our YouTube channel comment anything you bloody want on anything
0: Yeah, please. if you haven't left
1: us left us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify please do so because that really helps us yep. and if you would like to continue donating to the GoFundMe we have made the donation goal however please. the more the merrier yeah. we will be doing more challenges because We've there are more so to do right. in the next like month before we go because yeah. we're literally going in About six weeks. So crazy. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.